Hello, hello. This is Jess O'Reilly from Sex with Dr. Jess, and I am a sex and relationship expert. My focus is compatibility and how you can create a compatible relationship to live happily ever after. And today I have with me a very special guest. I have Kenneth Clay. Kenneth is an international sex hacking expert and sex educator. So I'm really interested to learn a little bit more about sex hacking. He's also a former top fitness professional, a private celebrity fitness and sex ed coach. And Kenneth is one of the founders of Hacienda Villa in Bushwick. So we're going to be talking about Hacienda Villa, which I'm going to, as a lay person, describe as a sex house. And Kenneth can correct me if I'm wrong. So we're going to be talking a little bit about this sex house and about Kenneth's sex hacks. And he's been getting a lot of press lately. So I'm really excited to have Kenneth here. Kenneth, hi there. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Thanks. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Now, uh, tell me, what is a sex hacker? You know, I think of it more of a, I hacked the way uh, we learn about sex. I used to be a former fitness professional and I thought their experiential learning model uh, in fitness education works really well for sex. So I've been obsessed with their idea of how do we get, how do we improve our sex life? How do we literally get better in the bedroom? Because it's quite challenging when people just read books. So like talk to other people that they don't get a hands-on education um, when it comes to sex. So I've been developing this process called Play Lab where people get to have a, you know, both from a TED Talk-like intellectual learning to watching a demo and then they get to practice things live. And this is, way they, this is one way that they get to like, like learn new skills that they could actually retain and use for the rest of their lives. So, um, so I've been kind of experimenting and, and the idea of Play Lab is testing a lot of different hacks that from all types of different experts and kind of analyze which one it works and then kind of try to share it as, with as many people as possible. I love this. So you're taking the expertise and actually putting it into practice. And you've said a couple of buzzwords that I think people are wondering what they mean. So you said it's experiential and it's hands-on. Does this mean people are actually trying these sex moves with you in the room? Yeah, um, I do it for couples privately and I do it for something called Play Lab with a group of people. Um, so you could imagine the class start like a TED talk where I'm explaining, just say if it's female ejaculation because that's been the topic that I've been covering. So um, also partner up with Dr. Jana where I have her sift through all the scientific research to date on, uh, on squirting or female ejaculation. I explain their entire history of the science first the anatomy and then my input on the topic. And then I do a live demo when people get to watch me uh, sh- uh, do the technique and I explain it more like a personal trainer play by play. And then the last part is more like a yoga class where they all get the individual spot from couples and they try out the different technique. But I deconstruct it like um, what a personal trainer would do for a fitness class or yoga teacher. So you start off slow and you build on the technique. And I'm really, really obsessed with, uh, with retention. Like, how can I teach someone how to do something where they're not just a physical technique, but they know how to connect with their partner. They know how to read their partner's feedback. 
And I want them to kind of do it until they get it right, but they don't have to do it on the first try. So this very low pressure environment where they get to practice a skill like in a very comfortable setting. And surprisingly, it's also people get into group flow. Like when you have a room of people learning a technique together, they all kind of synchronize eventually, which is a phenomenon I'm still so fascinated with right now. Okay, this is really great because I have always talked about the fact that we cannot learn about sex if we don't observe sex. So it's one thing to stand up there and lecture. And we need that, obviously. We mm -hmm. need the background, we need the theory, we need the science. But it's another thing to actually observe a technique, a phenomenon, an experience in the flesh, right? I was just talking mm -hmm. about football. So I can tell you how to throw a football, but if you watch me throw a football, you're going to get a lot more out of it. But you have added a third, what mm -hmm. sounds like a crucial step, which is to actually practice with mm -hmm. an expert there. And that's like, I think about going to a yoga class and I'm in downward dog and mm -hmm. the teacher, the instructor walks up behind and helps to adjust me. Is that a, a fair analogy? Is that a little bit of yep, what? Exactly. Um, and to me is they're cueing and they're giving people feedback, like a little bit to the left or just relax or you are squeezing your PC muscle. <laughs> that works a lot better because they wouldn't necessarily get that feedback. Uh, also, you know, learning something in sex is stressful enough. So when people are trying to like try something new while they're having sex, I find it really uh, difficult because they're on performance mode. So I, I deliberately create the play lab as a learning environment where people get to learn from their mistakes or feedback and they don't have to get it on their first try. Because, you know, if, if just say if a... Somebody just read Fifty Shades of Grey and it's really a turn on. I want my husband to spank me. And the first time the husband spanked her is not, didn't go so well. It didn't spank her hard enough. Then it creates this awkward, you know, terrible, like first time experience versus like you have this very uh, structured way of learning where I kind of like um, set the pace and their timing so that people get to relax and get into the learning zone, which I think is really important. So if, if I want to be spanked and I bring my partner uh -huh. and I'm okay with it, let's say, yeah. I consent, will you actually show him how to spank me? Like, will you bend me over and be the first to show him where to place his hand and whatnot? It depends if, you know, um, obviously there's some limitation with legality when it comes to uh, um, uh, sex education, because the only, the only downside is that I, just, I can't touch any genital in, in any of the coaching. So I go as far as I can without touching genital, but bondage and spanking is easy because I could just demo on uh, a couple. But if I can't, I will bring in a uh, co-teacher because uh, I don't have a, I'm not a vagina owner. So I would show all the technique live that way until they get it. But I could, you know, hold their hands and show them how to do it. Okay, so I teach this technique called the cross my fingers. So you, yeah. you put your fingers into a peace sign so everybody can try it right now. Uh -huh. So you make a peace sign as so you have your index and your middle finger up and then you cross your fingers. Okay, so they're crossed like you're telling mm -hmm. lie behind your back. Mm -hmm. And then you slide into the vagina and you gently rotate in and out. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, could you actually perform this cross my fingers on a model uh, who's working with you? And so people could see, because it, it's interesting because yeah. I'm describing it and I bet you about 50% of people are going to understand what I'm saying over, over podcast here. And if I had a video, another, let's say 30% would understand, but there'd still be 20% 
who would be a little bit lost because they're not really seeing it in the flesh and I'm not there to give them any feedback. Like they might scoop mm -hmm. their fingers or twirl their fingers instead of a nice gentle twist. Would you actually bring a vagina owner uh -huh. and slide those fingers in there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I have very explicit uh, uh, sex uh, ed video on Pornhub right now because I don't believe in, you know, trying to all, I mean, using puppets or like demos, those are great, but they're not ideal. And also people doesn't get to see reaction because it's really about two people connecting, right? And on my fitness days, there's things like proprioception and kinesthetic awareness, which is really important when it comes to sex. So I want to teach people how to like, this is how you move your body, but you have to be able to react to, you know, what you are touching. Like how a massage therapist is not just rubbing your skin, it's looking for tissue and tissue quality and knots. And once they find that they are working with it. So I want to show their, I want people to kind of get the tactile feedback because, you know, sex is kind of live and in action. So I want them to learn how to read the feedback and move their body with it. And this is that really respond. Yeah, this is great because let's say you do this technique and nine of the people really enjoy it, but the 10th vagina holder says, uh -huh. you know, I really don't like that. You can say, well, why don't you try it this way? And you're actually there because I, I mean, I'm missing that piece in my work, right? It's one thing to write a book or teach a webinar, but it's another thing to be there in the flesh. And I, this is, this is fascinating to me. I'm sure fascinating to, uh, to, to many of my listeners here. Let me ask, where are you teaching these courses? Uh, I co-founded a sex positive intentional community called uh, Hacienda Villa. So we also have a wonderful uh, event space, uh, Hacienda Studio. So we could host maybe up to 50 people um, downstairs. So I've been teaching that. I've been teaching around the world too, do different like swinger communities or different travel or educational um, uh, sex ed cons, um, kink con, you know, um, so I've been privileged and lucky, but I mostly teach it here and I've been working really hard on trying to create a digital product with my play lab because I kind of feel, I feel like I finally hacked their education model and really work really hard on like how to get people to like retain a life skill. Right. So, um, but um, the space we have downstairs makes it a little easier because I I could just don't have to worry about what my landlord would say about doing explicit sex you know education. Okay, I have to ask about Hacienda Villa. So you said it's a sex positive intentional community. Mm -hmm. Tell us what that is. <laughs> so it's a it's a mouthful. Um, basically, we our goal is to um, make sex positive culture, education, and value accessible to the mainstream audience. And my personal, my personal uh, mission is to make sex ed as accessible as porn. So we do a lot of different types of sex education events here, from like Tantra to King to, you know, I had uh, Janet Hardy from co-author Ethical Slut here to do a panel. Um, just so many different sex ed events here. But we also have 14 residential members where we all live together. Sometimes we have huge play party up to 250 people at the house so it's sort of like the sex ed um sex positive community center for our brooklyn new york community okay so you're in brooklyn there are 14 of you living there uh -huh. i can't imagine this is just about credit checks how do you select who gets how, first of all is it offensive for me to call it a sex house 
I mean, people will say that, and I don't really, it doesn't really bother me. But the funny thing is that we actually don't have sex with each other, which is most people will find it fascinating. Our goal living here is that we, are, we have a social purpose that we identify with, which is to spread sex positive education and culture and value. So, and we also have different, you know, there's 10 principles within our community, but our goal is to really collectively con- contribute to this cause that we all share. Uh, also, but uh, also our individual sex life is epic enough that we don't necessarily sleep with each other. There will be a lot of like kind of orgies and gangbang and group activity where we kind of have sex with each other, not with each other, but together. You know, yeah, around and, one so, another. Yeah, yeah, but not directly having a sexual relationship with each other. But we also don't, you know, we celebrate sex here and all gender and all orientation. So, so we don't get, we don't, we live in an environment is like, kind of the the world that I want to build, but we live in a bubble that we kind of construct. So that's so interesting because as a, as a sexologist, I always joke that I'm living in a bubble because things that are a fight for other people, mm -hmm. you know, I think come naturally to me. And then also I live up in Toronto, so I'm not far from you. I I understand you're in Uh in Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just a very sex positive city. And so in my neighborhood, there are people of different genders, there are people of different sexual orientations, people with different relationship arrangements, so it's not a big deal. But I know that you know across North America and across the world, if you're polyamorous, for instance, it's a fight. You, know, you, you put your social status, you put your friendships, you put your family relationships at risk. So this Hacienda Villa sounds like this bubble. There are 14 of you living there. Now, are you disallowed from having sex with one another? We're highly discouraged. Um, people, I mean, it's fortunately, no one really, it's not a, like a rule, like we're not like, ki- like kids. It's an agreement that we made with each other um, to create the culture that we want to have here. I think more, what's more fascinating, the, the sex part of each other is kind of not actually that special. What we want to create is a... Is a environment where we could safely express our you know um be self-expressed at the same time respecting each other's boundaries so boundaries is a key thing in order for enthusiastic consent to happen so um i look at our house more like a lab where we could create different type of cultures or technology or policy that enable people to celebrate sexuality in a safe you know collective and really creative and fun way And whatever we do test here, we spread it out to the world. And also my business partner, Dr. Jana, we really vigorous about collecting the data and and see what science that, you know, that we could draw from this. And one, one of, if I had a daughter, I would feel that it's much safer to send her to a community parties that we have created than send her to Cancun to explore her youth and sexuality with other people. So because we're so intentional about their consent part, how to make it fun, you know? So I want the technology to spread. So this bubble is sort of a lab, you know, on how to try these things out. That's really cool. Are you the first of your kind that you're aware of? As far as a sex positive, intentional community in this particular style, yes. But there's obviously, there's so many other poly-based community. We have monogamous people living here too. Just oh, like, I wanted you know. to ask you that because... So some of your members are more vanilla and monogamous. And I was wondering, because, you know, I'm sex positive and 
I could see us sharing very similar values in terms of, you know, how we're trying to change the world so that it's a happier, more comfortable, more welcoming mm. place for everybody. And sex positivity, sex positivity is essential to that. But I would say, I wonder if I would be intimidated because I'm not, you know, highly sexual. Like I might not be into group orgies all the time or at all. I might not be in the mood to talk about sex all the time. So can you tell me a bit about that? Or is, is everyone highly sexual or do you really run you the know, gamut? We run the gamut. So we have, you know, monogamy people here and different people have different, you know, it's a spectrum, right? Like everywhere else. But I think the thing that we bond over is that this, you know, our principle and collectively living together and and sharing what we do to the world is what kind of state. And also there's a lot of perks living in a community like this. Our house is beautiful. We have so many other, like, uh, we have a hot tub. We also have community support. So there's- Of course you have a yeah. hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can uh, you have, how can you have one of these houses without a hot tub? Yeah, we have a lot of toys in the house. So we have, you know, it's, it's great to live here because a member gets a lot of additional perks. But I guess I'm because of the experiential learning model and my obsession towards it, I think sex positive culture is not something that we preach rather than like for people to experience. So when people come here and they come to any of our events, they will be surrounded by a decent amount of sex positive people where they are not being judged for their sexuality. And that experience is more life changing than anything that I could ever say to someone, you know? Of course, so, of course. Yeah. Now you share, I imagine you share a lot. It's a little bit like communal living. Do you mm. also share sex toys? Mm, yes, but not like, I mean, people borrow my stuff all the time and we share them, but we also have a lot of big toys like a St. Andrew's cross or, or Sibian. So tell us about the play lab. If I were to walk into the play lab, describe to me what I'm going to find there. Um, I actually uh, live stream a lot of them so people could watch it if they, they go to my website. Um, but it, they walk into a, a, a lecture first, like a tech talk, where I go over a lot of their you know, science and intellectual understanding. And then that is 25% of a play lab. And then the other 25% is a live demo where just say we're talking about female ejaculation. I would show that all the various techniques talk about involuntary squirting versus voluntary squirting, the two types of ejaculate. Um, Do you give people yeah. like, like raincoats just in case? I would tell them there's a splash zone and I rotate people <laughs> and I, in, I encourage people to look because I think we're not, we don't have, um, we don't have a culture of sex ed where people like really get into the learning, right? It's like, you know, a sex ed class is like people are so quiet in the beginning. Like they're just nervous, right? So they don't talk any other class. They are so chatty. So I encourage them to play and learn and, and invite them to, to really observe and look and really learn. Um, and and what, what does the sex lab look like though? Like, is there a St. John's cross in there? Is there a Sibian or all the toys lined up? Are there bottles of lube everywhere? It depends on which one, it, it, you know, if I'm doing a, you know, kinky play for a curious couple, then there'd be more kink toy. If it's a squirting one, it's just, you know, chairs and lecture and, you know, a projector. And then we have mattresses for, you know, part three, where everyone get their station and they get to practice. And, you know, I give them loops and gloves and, and things to try. But I, I teach it more like what you imagine, like you said, a yoga instructor and a... Um, and a personal trainer would do. 
I love this. And I love the correlation between sex and exercise because they share so much in common. You yeah. know, actually, Kenneth, I teach um, a workshop down at Desire Resorts in Mexico, mm-hmm. which is also more hands-on. So mm-hmm. I'm not hands-on, but I'm talking and describing and people are actually doing things. And I know from an instructor's perspective, it's a pretty powerful experience. Mm. Um, what I'm missing is that I don't do live demos and I don't know that, you know, it's more probably a legal thing for me with, with my insurance and whatnot, but it's, um, I know that there is no learning like hands-on learning, but I, because we don't have a lot of time, I want to ask you about your sex hacks. Mm. Now I know you teach a number of videos and we're definitely going to post one uh, on the blog here so people can find an embedded video directly from Mm. your site. But if, if, if just in you know 30 seconds to a minute, what is your top sex hack? What can you teach people right here, right now? I um the one that I like the most is the sex hack that I give away on my website is the squirting one. That's kind of the popular one that I did it for Playboy TV. And it's really about like lining up your body where you could um, use your palms to uh, put pressure and rub the external clit while you are um, having your two middle finger inserted um, to create a lot of pressure and and uh, velocity, rocking the entire clit uh, uh, entire clit structure to kind of create this involuntary um, experience of female ejaculation. I've been, I'm, I'm, because I'm a geek, I've been trying so many variations of how to line up the body between the two people that is comfortable and is reliable. So sex hack to me is something that a hack has to be, you know, reliable and it has to work most of the time for most people, right? And when it comes to thing, any, any, anything sexual, not everybody's going to enjoy it or this is great, but I want something that works. So I, and, and my philosophy is not that my technique is the best and, and everyone should have sex like me, but I want people to kind of try things and see if it works for them and is pleasurable and just, you know, uh, absorb what's useful, discard what's not and make it uniquely there, you know, yours. But uh, I think that technique has probably been the most successful and, I'm fortunate to have a very uh, unique sex education myself from com- from joining this community to meet all the sex educator community to uh, meet all the sex party uh, sex party enthusiasts from you know uh, from around the world. I have a pretty like large sample size of like learning from experts and also um, I started as such a late bloomer because you know I was very insecure growing up and and to my like late twenty I probably slept with. 20 ish people and then now i'm probably at like 400 something so and I'm, i've been pretty good at data tracking on what works and what doesn't it's work, so, so funny when you say 20 that sounds like a high number to many people but <laughs> your low number uh, uh-huh. you, you mentioned sex parties so can anybody come to the sex parties at the hacienda villa that's the war garden that we have. That's the only thing. Those are private, you know, invite only. We don't, it's not a commercial party. So we, and we could only, you know, host 250 people at a time. So, so only 250 people in these orgies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you work at Desire, you've seen cruises with 4,000 people, you know, in, in those scale. And we only have it four times a year too. So those are our private invite only event, but we have been very public lately because we want to you know meet, reach the mainstream audience beyond our bubble so uh our goal is to have more public events in the very near future 
Okay, and and how does someone get on that private invite list? Because I'm sure people are wondering. They have to meet us, like joining the community, going to our events, meeting people, and is someone who's willing to basically vouch for you because. Okay. That's the, yeah. So maybe coming to your play lab and getting to Come know you to a little. My play lab, yeah, and get to know other people too. I, you know, I don't want to act like I'm the official gatekeeper of a private party, um, but you know, we want it. I've been also, you know. Um, I've been consulting for a lot of different parties. Like I've been working on a party called House of Love for House of Yes, which is a big, you know, party venue. And I've been trying to bring more of a sex positive culture and a kink experience to a very erotic, sexy party. Not quite a sex party, where, but people still get to like try impact play or try a little bit of bondage and do some performance art. So I think there is also a, a big market for not so much like full on lifestyle, but like people want to have a sexier experience and more yes. intentional and, and before, but not like, um, like a typical, you know, meat, uh, meatpacking party where meatpacking district party in New York, where people just come up and grind on you. So right. I've been testing a lot of different consent culture that we could put in nightclubs. Cause like, I think light life is a huge market that, you know, our sex positive side haven't really tapped into. That's right. And you know, that's true that not all sex parties are sex positive. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate that it is invite only in some respects, because you, you want people who, are, who share the same values, mm -hmm. who are going to be respectful, not who are just there and for their own interest and perhaps making other people uncomfortable. So I really value that. Kenneth, we are out of time. We try and keep these very short, but I want to uh -huh. thank you and ask you, mm -hmm. where can people find you? at kennethplay.com, so K-E-N-N-E-T-H-P-L-A-Y.com. Kennethplay.com, and you're yep. on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well? Yep, and, and Pornhub, so find me on Pornhub, watch my videos. Well, I think that'll be the first place they're going, Pornhub, <laughs> that, that makes sense. Kenneth, thank you again for being with us, really appreciate it, and I'd really like to have you back because there's a lot to talk about. Yes, and if you ever visit New York, come visit. Oh, I, the, my first stop now is going to be Hacienda Villa. I can't yeah. believe I haven't been. Like, what, what kind of sexologist hasn't been? We had a couple, but I'd love to have you here. It'll be an honor. You. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Take care. Oh, guys, this is really interesting. I'm sure that you uh, not only learned a little bit, but I'm, I'm certain that Kenneth's experience and his living situation has helped to open your eyes to a whole new world. And I, I think that's really our job as sex educators and in Kenneth's case, also as a sex hacker, which I love from a marketing perspective. It's brilliant. Uh, I definitely am going to visit the Hacienda Villa and I encourage you all to look up the Hacienda Villa in Brooklyn and Bushwick. And I always like to end with, you know, what can we learn from what Kenneth had to say from the topic of the day. And I mean, I think the takeaway is pretty clear here. And that is that, you know, it takes a village to make sex work. So it's not always just about the two people involved. It's about all the people you learn from, all the people with whom you collaborate, even if you're not, you know, ready to visit a sex house, even if you're not ready to go to these sex parties at this point, maybe you never want to, and that's okay too. But I want you to think about if it takes a village to cultivate sexuality, who is in your village? Who is there to support you? Not just with your sex life, but with your relationship. And we see this, that people with stronger social ties have happier relationships. So who can you reach out to? Whom can you ask for support? Because 
sex and relationships is one of these things that we, sex and relationships are, sorry, topics that we keep very, very private. And when we run into problems, we don't want to tell anyone. We, we feel sh ashamed because we think that it's supposed to look like the movies and it's not always perfect. So who is in your village and how can you build a village around you? And again, it doesn't mean that you have to have a coach in the room, although that's pretty cool. And, and then I think the second takeaway really is that when it comes to sex, education is really about experience. It is about practice. It's not just about what you learn in a book. And as an author, of course, I want you to read the books. I have four books. <laughs> but you learn more practicing yourselves. And if you've ever taken my webinars or been to any of my courses, you'll know that I'm always reminding people, here is some technique, but it's not a perfect science. You've got to try it. And if 99% of your friends love it and you hate it, your experience is just as valid. In fact, in your case, it is more valid than theirs. So practice, learn, experience. As Kenneth said, you don't always get it right the first time. We're going to leave all the information for Kenneth and Hacienda Villa on the blog portion of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, people of all genders, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Sex with Dr. Jess. I look forward to talking with you all next week.